Welcome to Akasha Talks, a podcast on consciousness, healing, and different ways to interact and weave those together, both old and new, to be able to get the most out of your life. I'm your host, Lance Baker, coming to you from Newcastle, Australia. Hope you kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, Jason Wallace. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to have you on because of a few reasons. One, you were the part of the start of, of why I'm here today because I first rocked up at your float center when it was just downstairs in the basement to have a go with the float tanks. Yeah, many years ago. And you're technically an, an expert meditator for how long you spend in meditation, but you're not a woo crazy guy who who's all hippie and whatever and need to set up your candles and your crystals and all that to have a meditation <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm, a, I'm I guess I'd be a, a strange meditator I don't meditate ever I'm not I'm not the sort of person that sits aside 10 minutes when you first wake up and 10 minutes before you go to bed that's not me I just can't commit to it I've tried I've tried many times it's just I can't do it oh sorry I could do it. I choose not to do it. Um, I have my own ways of meditating, but I I don't I don't meditate. As in, okay, now I'm spending the next ten or fifteen minutes meditating. That's just not for me. No, but when you do, you seem to to delve in for quite a while. So you've got a Newcastle Float Centre. That's correct. And you spend a lot of time in the float tanks. Yes. So how? How often would you have a float? Once a week, but when I float, I can just get in and float. So I had the luxury of whether it's forty minutes or four hours, I can just clear my I, I, I clear my body first of, you know, just aches and pains and, and whatnot. And then I clear my mind and then I, the rest of it's just candy. Yep. Rest of it's just fun. <laughs> Which I guess anything can be meditation. You know, like I find med- I find mowing the lawn meditational. Oh, it definitely is. Yes. I, I, so what I find meditational doesn't necessarily mean twelve candles and some incense. I think you can meditate any any way you like, as long as you're just doing focusing on either one thing or nothing. Yes, yes, that's so, my view as well. Yeah, like so, I'd I'd probably meditate more regularly than you'd probably think. But my active meditation is not necessarily sitting with crossed legs going on for no, 10 minutes. You've got the lifestyle meditation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a lifestyle meditation. So with those, the float tank experiences you have, yes. what, would be, what would be the longest float you would have had over the years? Just shy of seven hours. That's a pretty long time. It literally felt like 40 minutes. <laughs> awesome. And the, the shortest... Because I know I've had some short ones. I've snapped. That's that's the the dichotomy of that. I've had I've had that float that was nearly seven hours that felt like forty minutes. I had like a twenty five minute float that felt like hours. I literally sat up like Frankenstein, like bolt upright from a lame position. Like I've missed it. You know that feeling where you you feel you've missed something, mm-hmm. whether it's you haven't picked your kid up or you you've missed work. I woke up like that, just completely startled. Ha. Mm. Huh like a cartoon, you know, you can feel that. I got out and I checked my watch. It was like 20, 25 minutes. So I I obviously went, dropped right off, snapped right back and it was over. And I could not 
I was in such a worked up, oh, Jesus, stay. There was no, there's no going back. There's no more relaxing. Let's have a shower and just count your losses. <laughs> so what would, so we've got the, the longest and the shortest. What would the average be? Average, usually? I, I kind of go between 90 minutes and two and a half hours. Yeah. Sort of that's, to me, a good float. But it takes me three hours to mow my lawn. So that's a good meditation session. I do jujitsu for multiple hours when I roll. So that to me is meditational as well. So multiple hours of meditation one way or another multiple times a week is a good thing. Yes. I pull from different different Mm. avenues for the meditation side of things. For sure. So I know float tanks are a bit of a an odd thing for Correct. some people absolutely so what what inspired the first time for you to go have a float <laughs> pure skepticism yeah yeah just listen, listen to a podcast I mean podcasts have become not only a source of entertainment and education you, you get friendships out of podcasts from people on the other side of the world that you've never ever met and just listen to this podcast Joe Rogan Experience which if your listeners haven't heard of it get on top of it have a listen it's, it's worth a listen and when he first started, he was talking about this thing called a pod, um, float tank. And he mentioned this float tank thing every episode. And I thought, this guy's full of shit. No one thing can do that many different things. He was talking about de-stressing and pain relief and excellent thing for meditation and all these other avenues that it fixes. And I thought, I can't even float in water like in a pool or, or yeah. an ocean, my legs and my bum just perpetually sink. I thought, a, a fiberglass tub is not going to help me float. This guy's full, full of crap. And I thought nothing more of it. And then Trish, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, said, what do you want for Christmas? And I thought, and I said, I want to have a go on a float tank. And she said, what's a float tank? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I said, I don't know what a float tank is. However, this guy speaks highly of them and he reckons they changed the world. And that's what led to my first float. It was just purely not believing that I could float. So walking in as a skeptic, do you want to describe what that first experience was like? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I'm the sort of person that I don't believe anything till it's in my hands. Mm-hmm. Because you come unstuck if you believe everything you hear. Yeah. So I, I went in open-minded enough to give it a go. Because it's an odd thing to do. Yeah. You know. So I went in thinking, if I at least float, this guy's half right. Yeah. Booked in for an hour. Drive down to Sydney, not knowing what to expect. Goes into my little room and the lady goes, there she shower and this and this. Gives me the intro. And I laid back and I closed it. It had like a, like a bread, remember the old bread boxes? Like a slice. Yeah. Had a bread box door and I closed that and I laid back and I had a little giggle. I went, oh, you're right. You do float. (laughs) The first thing I thought was honestly, I went, wow. Okay. I laid there. And then within about what seemed two, five minutes, it was over. Yep. The music come back on and it was time to get out. And I had never felt more relaxed in my life. And I went and had a massage, which I probably shouldn't have because I don't like being massaged. I hate it. But I get out of the massage and I still felt good. So that's a good sign. Like if you can experience something that you've never experienced and feel good, then experience something you know you don't like 
and still feel good? Yeah. That worked. <laughs> so I've come out and Trish goes, how was it? And all I could get out was, you got to try that. <laughs> I said that about four times. You've got to try that. She's looking at me. Like, we went for lunch down in Oxford Street and we sat at this table. Had a, I can remember this like it happened yesterday. This rickety table and she put two drinks down and then she put her, her arms on the table, spilled both beers. Went all over the place. Now, I used to have a very, very... I still got a, kind of a short fuse. So I used to be a lot worse. And I just picked these glasses up. I don't know about And she's looking at me like, what happened? What's all this about? Like, what's the change? And I was just so relaxed. I had not been that relaxed in years. I had not felt more calm in my life. And that, that laid... That level of calm... Hung around for maybe three days. So I put my uniform back on and went back to work. Yeah. So it worked. Mm. Much to me not believing anything, to not even believing I would even be able to flow to the fact that it actually relaxed me. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Personally, I was a little bit skeptic as well. And it was a, a Rogan, not the podcast. I'd watched a YouTube clip from one of his podcasts of a 15-minute rant. Yeah, and yeah, yep. He's talking about pain relief and things like that. And I'd had that migraine for, mm-hmm. for well over nine years at that that stage. And uh, I've been to a pain psychologist and was trying all different things. And they said, you haven't really tried meditation properly. Give that a crack. And so I'd watch this Rogan thing and I'm like, I wonder if there's a float tank here. If I'm going to start meditating, I'm going to try this. Turbo charger. Yeah. So I found it. You come up, send you a message, book me in a couple of days later. And yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect, uh, and and I got what what I expected. It it didn't work. I didn't have a quiet mind, and it didn't shut up. My mind just it ranted at me like crazy for an hour. Very common. But the week after that was the quietest mind week I'd had in probably at least a decade or two, because mm. uh, all the chatter had come out in the tank, and then. My my consciousness had said, "Well, you've got the fucking message." <laughs> you know what works. <laughs> I, I, I've given that through, so I can be quiet, and it was it was quiet. So I think I'm not sure if I booked in the next week while I was there or later. I think I called you up later. I think it was later in. from from memory. Uh, and then that next time, then I had the real float experience of when you yeah. just have that nice quiet mind and. You, you and I know we. I, I've spent a lot of hours in in your tanks, correct? Uh, and and I've had all sorts of results. I've had those long floats. I've had ones where I come out after half hour or so, going yeah. done. Yeah, I'm like, out. Oh, can't do it today. That's <laughs> like anything. You can sit down and, and, and have a drink that you enjoy or a mm. meal, and not always finish it. Yeah. Or, or want more. So you know, it's it, it always. I always work off the principle. It gives you what you what you need, not what you want. Yeah. Uh, I've found if I've had a problem, if I've gone in for a float, I've walked out with a solution. Yeah. Uh, or I've come out, chilled out, and not caring. Or it gives you a game plan on how... It might not give you the actual answer you're after, but it might give you a clearer way of... If you're going, if you, if you're going looking for the answer, you may not get the answer, but you may certainly no. get the ability or the right way to get to the answer. Yes. If that yeah. makes sense gives me a list of an yeah. action list of what I can do where I can take it yes what plan. roadblocks are going to be in my way that I can 
That's if you know sure. how to go go through the level of of, yeah. of looking for things, which is a hard thing to do, mm. especially being self aware or or maybe not self aware is the right term, but being able to be introspective, yeah. to be alone with yourself and look at your own your own thoughts honestly and openly, like everyone's a good person in their own eyes. Yes, but when you find out you're not a good person, that hurts a little bit to find that out. Especially when you tell yourself that. Yes. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's, it's yeah. hard to hear. But it's sometimes what you need is not what you want. That's it. So yes. to speak. And I, 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 I've had those confronting floats. Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're agitating. <laughs> but but they work. <laughs> they're a good thing for sure. They're nearly as agitating as, uh, as those floats which both you and I probably have a hard time remembering what it's like of when you've had a shave and then have a float. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, the salt birds. <laughs> a lot. So you'd had that trip to Sydney. Yep. You had your float. Yep. How long was it before you booked in again? Oh, I I, I went back like, like a month later yep. with Trish. Mm-hmm. And she hated her first flight. <laughs> and my se- my second flight was as good as my first. Yep. I lay back. It was great. And she was like, I don't see what you... I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't see what you... See, she was a much more relaxed person. Yeah. Uh, me, not so much. Uh, she, she had more of a... Um, uh, things surfaced in her flight. Yeah. And then she processed them. And then felt better two days later, which yes. happens regularly too. It does. But we didn't know that. No. <laughs> so for her, it was like, I didn't get it. I don't see what you see in it. I feel actually not so good today. Now I feel better. Yes. So I don't know what surface I've ever asked. It's not my place. I mean, she had my girlfriend at the time, so. And then I haven't really cared enough to get back and ask. But <laughs> I was 10. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So... So for that, it was like um, my 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 first second floats were completely different, and everyone's everyone every float's different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's first experience is different. Where ours were polar opposite. Yes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had then I didn't float again till I think I had maybe maybe one more. Maybe we had a no. I think my next float was in my own team. Yeah. Many years later. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that was that was going to be my next question. How long was it before those experiences before you decided to to bring float tanks to Newcastle? Oh, mate, life got in the way. To be honest, <laughs> we um we moved in together. Well, I think we were already living together, but we got more serious as a relationship. We got married, had a child, moved house. So, like, there's three very impactful <laughs> things in your life, which you know all the niceties and lifestyle things kind of go second place. And then my work gave me a breakdown at home. And I quit, worked the next day, and I had nothing. I had no no trade to fall back on, no future prospects. And Trish just said to me, why don't you bring a flight team to Newcastle? And that sentence literally is why there's a flight team down the road. Yeah. It's not me. (laughs) 
I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't come up with the idea. I can't take the credit. No. It was her. Yeah, she's been a good driving force behind oh, this. Yeah, absolutely. So it started out just in your, your converted garage. Yes, underneath sir. your house. Yes, sir. One tank. Now what's what's the float center look like today? Well, we went <laughs> we went from one tank and three towels. <laughs> That's all we had. Yeah. That's, and we didn't use those towels every day. <laughs> uh, now we've got, uh, well, two float tanks, one float open float bath, uh, a massage therapist, salt therapy, hypnotherapy, and infrared sauna. But everything's been added accumulatively. Like we went one tank in the shed for a couple of years. And then we moved the three tanks. And then we went to like three tanks and the massage therapist. And then we kind of, I mean, we're still in a growing phase. I mean, still a lot of yeah. people don't know. I'd imagine most of your listeners would know what a flow tank was. No. It's an un, it's, it's been exactly. around since the 60s, but it's still unknown. Mm-hmm. Because it is a little bit of a, well, weird. Yes. Yeah, most people I know have either heard of it from Rogan. They've heard of it from the Simpsons episode. Yes. Or what was the movie called? Altered States? <laughs> Altered States, not so much. And when I first opened up in our current location, I always asked people, how'd you hear about floating? And nearly everyone said, oh, it's on the Simpsons. <laughs> and I thought, oh, they're having a gummy here. Just smile and nod. So I did. And I heard it enough times, I thought, these people aren't getting together outside and playing this. Uh. There has to be something to it. So I went YouTube, Simpsons float tanks, and sure enough, there's the episode. Yep. So I now have to tell people they're not going to turn into a cat, and <laughs> the tank's not going to get repossessed and go on the back of a truck. So, uh, yeah, the Simpsons and the, and the Joe Rogan is our two most common. That's how we heard about floating, for yep. sure. Mm. So I know about your your previous work mm-hmm. and, and what it did to to you over the years of the things you're exposed to with it mm-hmm. uh, so would you mind sharing a little bit about that so that people can understand what sort of benefits can come from floating outside of just that yeah well I spent well, I, uh, I have to word how I say this because <laughs> if I say it the wrong way it sounds horrible yes <laughs> I spent 12 years working in the prison system Yes. I have previously said I spent 12 years in jail. And it, just, it just doesn't sound good at all. So I have to stress that I was on the other side of the bars. I was the dude turning the keys. Um, and it's just not a nice environment. It's, I don't. I used to look at it, the guys that have been there 25 years and think, if that's been 10 years' time, I'm doing something wrong in my life. And that's the way I was turning. Mm. It's just a miserable job. It's 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 a bad environment. No one's happy to see you. No one ever says thank you. It's just it's it's you're looking after the worst people in in, in whatever particular town or state you're living. So it's not going to be a nice day. No. And if you're in that environment every day, all day, there's only so much shit you can put up with. Yep. And I literally put I use the term I put ten kilos of shit in a five kilo bag, and the seam split. Yep. And when the seam split, you can't put the shit back in. <laughs> it just flows out. And then when it flows, it just, it just flows. There's yeah. nothing to do. And I was literally making a cup of tea and the seam split. Yeah. I was doing nothing. Just stirring honey into green tea. So you never know when it's going to happen, people. Yeah. You never know. Which is why Trish noticed that difference. When the beer spilt, normally you would have... I would have flown off your handle. Yeah. I would have said, you fucking idiot. Look what you've done. You know, And I would have berated her. Yeah. But because 
I went, oh, she's there about that. It's, it's, it's just big, you know. She was like, oh. You know, so just that my, that one float, how it instantly changed my ability to control myself mm. was amazing. Even I was amazed. Yeah. And that's saying something. And so do a lot of people report things like that, that they it helps them to, to be more in control of themselves? Absolutely. I mean, I, I get a lot, I, I get both sides of it. I either get, man, this is the first time I've not felt pain in five years. Oh, geez, I've never been so relaxed. Yep. So, pardon me. Either way, it's a good result. Mm. You know, I, I could, I, again, personal experiences are pretty personal and the average person that suffers from depression or PTSD, that sort of, people with a physical pain are more likely to talk about it. Yes. Where someone with a, and it's, because you can't wear a bandage on your head and go, I'm not feeling well in the head, no one knows you're not well. No. So, no one knows there's a change. And if you just walk into a shop and walk out of the shop and go, thank you, see you later, the person behind the counter doesn't know you're not, not right. If you walk in with a sling, yeah. I know you've got a broken arm. Yes. <laughs> but if you don't walk in with a sling and you walk in with a frown on your face, I don't know you've got depression. You might have had a bad, a bad drive over, you know. So until you build up a rapport, like I did with you or, you know, multiple other people that have floated many, many times until you start delving into their personal story, most people won't go, oh, I've, I've been battling depression, or I've been battling PTSD or whatever, the anxiety or... It works on all of those, but you mostly hear instantly about the physical pain aspect of things. But the other side, the mental pain, is massive. The mental anguish, the agitation, the anxiety that it can reduce is, is huge, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my experience of what I understand of of a lot of depressions and anxieties and that sort of thing is part of your your consciousness saying wake up yeah. do something about this make a change and it gives them that chance to either listen to it in a focused way or just to get it to be quiet for, for an hour yeah and that freedom is, is amazing of either one of those things sometimes your own head's the worst place to be Oh, it is. Uh, it's a quote. I forget the guy's name. Uh, I really should remember it because I, I talk about this quite a lot. The worst things you will ever hear in your life are going to come from inside your own head. Oh, 100%. Uh, and I can attest to it because if, if for some reason somebody magically crosses that line and says something worse, they hold that record for seconds yeah and my mind's gone oh i can oh, have it yes you piece of shit got you coming, mate. <laughs> i've just said three things that whatever you said mean nothing now exactly <laughs> yeah um so that it, it really really can help on that sort of things i know another aspect that really helps is you get a lot of sports people through yeah absolutely it's just sports recovery in, i mean you kind of sound like a snake oil salesman when you work off any one thing doing more than one thing if that makes sense like any one bit of machinery that can work on physical pain mental pain sports recovery you kind of think eh, and I'm just laying there and it does all this without me doing anything but it does it's just one of those that's what you kind of got to put your skeptic hat on and give it a go Yeah. but for like stress relief you got no, you're in your own little world and you can clear your mind so it works Physical pain, you're in zero gravity. So your body's at complete relaxation. So your body can relax and heal itself. Sports recovery, 
joints, you know, again, zero gravity helps with that. Absorption of magnesium from the Epsom salt. An hour in the tank is like four hours of sleep. So it, it pulls from many different areas as to why it works. So whether you're doing it for sports recovery, physical recovery, mental anguish, med- to turbocharge your already practicing meditation, or if it's just a new experience, it's, it works on multiple levels, if that makes sense. But sports recovery, a lot, a lot of, uh, not in my center, but a lot of like NFL teams and NBA teams and stuff like that, in America, they float just for the, and when, when your body is your, is your vessel that you make your money out of and you can do anything you can to speed up recovery, you do what you can. And floating just is one of those things that just helps recovery. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the main reason why Rogan had his own tank was... Well, he bur- he burned the candle at both ends, being a stand-up comic, <laughs> you know, commentating in the USC, doing TV shows, all the training that he does. If you can have one in your own house, which I did have, which is <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. And he's a millionaire, so <laughs> yes, that makes that makes it a lot easier to have your own. It certainly does. Uh, so, from your own experience with your practice with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. how have you noticed floating effect? Just that, oh, man. If, if any of your listeners have ever, ever done any martial art or, or jiu-jitsu itself will know it puts a toll on your body. And I'm not the most athletic person and I'm certainly not the most flexible. However, just the recovery in, in your soreness is one thing. But it, it's taught me how to clean my head. Mm-hmm. One thing I never had the, that ability to do, I was always in my own in my own way, I would be able to, I could talk myself out of doing anything. Yep. Where jujitsu's made me at least give it a go. At least go, hey man, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I mean, ever done. I I was, Jesus, 38, something like I'm 40, so late, late 30s, when I kicked, kicked off this stupid game. And I was rolling with a young kid, probably about 14, and he almost choked me unconscious. And I was too too egotistical, ex-prison officer, big tough guy, he's a kid. <laughs> and this guy just used technique and made me feel like an absolute, oh, I was a beginner, but like someone who's never had an altercation in their life. Mm. And I thought, I need to get on top of this. Yep. That was the moment where I sort of went, this is now a life passion. Mm. But, if you don't clear your mind and think, you won't get anywhere in that game. Where I never had the tools to clear my mind and think. That's where the floating has helped. Not just the physical aspect, but the mental game as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and from what I understand from the conversations we've had over the years about jiu-jitsu, that it's constantly putting you back at that same sort of level. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always somebody better. Yeah. There's always somebody better. And, I, and I, I, I'm now a purple belt, but I still get tapped out by blue belts. I get tapped out by a white belt every now and again. <laughs> it doesn't bother me because it means i got to keep getting better. Yeah. But they, everybody, oh, I'm 40. I'm, I'm in my mid-40s. I'm training against guys that are 20. They're going to win. They've got more athleticism. They've got you know, more time to train. I'm an old man. I don't have much athleticism at all. I'm not very flexible, but I just enjoy it. And it's, it is, it literally is my meditation, my, my weekly meditation. I can just go there and clear my head. Win or lose, I leave happy because my head's clear. And again, that comes back from meditating or, 
or at least learning how to clear my head in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, like, walk us through the, the Jason Wallace float tank experience. I like to float as late as possible, mm-hmm. like 9, 10 o'clock at night. And I just like to completely have everything in my day done. Family's tucked away, work's tucked away, everything's quiet. I can just relax, put on my favourite album, lay in the tank, and when the music's playing, just take it in. Just That's when you, you can sort of feel your, your, your spine decompressing when you're in there for the, the, the first part. And if you need to think, that's the time to think when your body's sort of getting, you, 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 you know when you first get in the bed and you're getting comfortable mm-hmm. and all the days, oh, I should have said that to this person. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, did I leave the milk out? You know, all that, that's what the start of my flight's like. I'm getting comfortable. I'm clearing my head. Working out what's, you know. I, I ask myself a few questions each time. Get, getting back to like, when you find out you're not a good person. Yes. That comes from that. I ask myself, you know, a couple of, where am I going right? Where am I going wrong? What can I improve? Am I happy? What what can I do to get happier? And just that that sort of general introspectiveness, mm. and which I didn't realise was possible. I never knew. No, all very that. very valuable questions to be asking yourself. If you have not at home, ask yourself those questions. Yeah, or, or, or don't base them off those five, but just no. in that vein, just that that ballpark, because. Mm. It's, it's easy to bullshit yourself and say, oh, yeah, I'm a great guy, until you realise you're not. <laughs> and then you've got to go, well, okay, what's my follow-up question? Mm-hmm. So then, then I'll do that. Like, if, if I get, when I found out I wasn't a, a good person, so to speak, well, why not? And I just turned out I drank too much. And that was the problem. I just, that was, that, the answer was there, so I quit drinking. No more drinks from Apple Jason. And I'm an unhappy person for it, and a better person. So... I ask those questions, I pull the answers, or, or I at least look for the answers, and if I don't get the answers, chalk it up to experience, and then I breathe. Nice, long, slow breathing. And then I just drift off. And I come out when I'm ready. Awesome. So that literally is my flight experience. Yep. But I, it's, it's essential that I, I, I stretch the body out, get the body comfortable first, and then I go down that list of questions, and then I breathe. And that list of questions might take me, oh, no, well, yeah, family, everything's good that I can think of. Yeah, well, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. That's making me unhappy at the moment. Or it can be, holy shit, no, let's address that. And that might take me, you know, what could be the rest of the album to just two questions. And then when you're sick of thinking, chill. And then chill. But you have to be honest with yourself. Because you're not honest with yourself. And I've tried that too, lying to myself in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you've just, you've, you've, you've just let, let something loose in your head that's going to rattle around your head the whole float. So yeah. I learned that you've got to be, if you ask yourself a question, you've got to be honest with the question. Yes. Yeah, I've done that before and it's just... Something's not sitting right. Shifting in there. Yeah. Fuck this, I'm getting out. Yeah, because you haven't been honest with yourself. No, next week... I'm on that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you might address it honestly in two hours time, but then it's too late. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what, uh, what is that album that you play? Well, Dark Side of the Moon would be, if it's just one album, mm. it would be that. Yep. It's just 
one long song basically that links and at the start you hear a heartbeat and that lasts the entire that goes through the entire album so if you get in the right right frame of mind and the right state you can stay with that heartbeat which is a really good low pressure beat and it's just if you don't like Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon lose me number it's just (laughs) it's just one of those albums that if you don't like that I don't need you in my life it's just a, it's just an all-time classic. It's got some of the best songs that... And then again, I've been listening to Pink Floyd since I was a lot younger than I am now. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it doesn't matter what you listen to. If it touches you and makes you think, I mean, music can make you cry, I think. Yeah, certainly. So that is that one album. But I also enjoy Animals, Chased by Wish You Were Here. Yep. So two albums back-to-back is a really good really good playlist to flow to so any one of those three I can flow to all three together is pretty good but Pink Floyd because it's it's melodic it's it's it tells a story and it kind of it's well paced I find the albums are well paced yeah it's, it's not and you can hear the words I, I'm lyrically I like what they say yes interestingly uh, the moon is is symbolic of uh, the subconscious. Correct. And you're in water, which is the archetype of emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're dealing with the dark side of the moon. So you... Oh, it's all... It's all. It's, uh, it's very fitting for what uh, what often happens 100%. in the work take. Absolutely. Explore, it's like you're exploring something that you, the average person doesn't get the chance to explore. Mm. If that makes sense. But I've listened to a bunch of other stuff in there. Like, well, you put them on the magic, bro. Like, yeah. those sorts of things are great, but... I think anything that's personally affected, personally attached to you will work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find now, after spending so long in such a state with that album, of what that does if you if you just put that on at home? Oh, I love it. I, I listen to it by choice all the time, whether I'm driving in the car. I don't, it's, that's a bit of a lie. I don't like listening to music in the car. I find it makes me speak. Yeah, it makes me a worse driver. Where podcasts, I'm I'm fine listening to podcasts because I'm concentrating more. Mm. Um, but if I'm at home listening to, I can I can sit on my couch, put my headphones on, and put on any Pink Floyd album, and meditate. Yeah, because it's it's just something that will bring me back. I'll stop and I'll I'll absorb myself in music. I think that goes back to being I know it's a different world now. Like when I was a teenager. You go into your bedroom and you get in the album and you put it on and you put your headphones on and you just lock yourself into that. Mm. So I guess listening to the same music that you listen to at 14 in a completely different experience, it, it, the absorption of the music or the, the amount you dive into the music is heightened. Mm. So... I've listened to those albums that many times before I even started floating. So when I listen to them floating and then listen to them with a, a more concentration and being able to clear your head and just, I could put them on anywhere and just black out. Yeah. Not black out like in a coma, but I can, there's, I've, I've been sitting on my couch at home like this in the complete dark at midnight, headphones on, but we've got this huge salt lamp over to the left there and I've, seen like a, a figure and it was my wife standing there like this puzzled look going 
what are you doing? It's it's midnight and you're listening to music. Yeah, I was just relaxing. Like, yeah. I can, it's it's a strange thing putting music on in the dark, but it best replicates no stimulus other than the music that you want to really immerse yourself in. Mm. So yeah, I can immerse myself in in those albums and just lose myself. Yeah, yeah. I figured listening to the same thing over and over again in that state would help you find that state outside. A hundred percent. Yeah, easier. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now I remember years ago reading the the book of floating when I first started mm-hmm. getting into it, and he was talking then about you getting into that theta state of yep. the brain waves, which is where hypnosis happens of a trance based hypnosis anyway, uh, for you to connect in with your subconscious of what it wants or to give it a message. Uh, and I know Trish has, has started doing a thing at your center called Hypnofloating. That's correct. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about what you know of that? Well, I know it works. Mm-hmm. I know I've had good results with it. I personally don't do it. And you can appreciate the fact that listening to your own wife is not that relaxing. So to me, it has not had an effect just because I don't find her voice ultra relaxing. Of course, it's going to remind you of do the dishes, get the kids to school, get your act together. Copy that. So, but it does work. We've had many, many success stories come out and go. That was, I appeal that have floated and not gotten to where they wanted to with a normal float. The hypno float just sort of tips it over to the edge. So some people need a little bit extra. Like some people need music the entire way. Some people don't. Some people want silence in time. So everyone floats differently. It's like it's, there's no one hard and fast rule for any one thing in life. And the hypno float, it just helps people focus on relaxing. Yeah. It helps them get to that, gives them anchors. It gives them a, ah, oh, that's what I need. It just gives them that little bit of extra to get to where they want to go to. But I don't personally do it. So I can't give you a personal account on that. But she's had very good success with it. And that's about as much as I can tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that versed on it. No. Well, uh, I remember when I was reading that book, I was having the same sort of ideas uh, that I thought it would work. Uh, the only thing is, it has to, has to be script based because it's recorded, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not completely personal. But I can see it being a, a it's, fantastic it's, it's, benefit. It's for broad stroke. It's, like, yeah. it's 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 not sort of have one float and you're going to quit smoking or you, you have one float and you're going to lose 110 kilos. It's have one float and get into the most relaxed state as you possibly can. Mm. And that's the goal of any definitely form of anything is to get the most out of it. Yeah. And you've tried different things over the years with that as well. I know you've, like you said, you've, you've got massage people there now. Yep. And you've had them since day one of opening the, the center down the road here. That's correct. Uh, when you open that center down the road there, you gave me my first shot uh, doing energy healing from, from I had a go on that too. So uh, we're doing Reiki from there. Uh, you've got Trish does hypnosis there as well. That's correct. You've got the salt, salt therapy, therapy based things. You've got the infrared. infrared. So there's you, you're trying to mix and match with everything. So Mate, we, we have people that come in and have not floated. We've got one lady. She's a doctor at the hospital. She has... Uh, Two, three saunas a week. Okay. Not one interest in having a float. And that's okay. 
So, you know, each modality works on its own thing. Mm. So, Well, one common thing I do remember hearing, because I've sat around the, the waiting room there quite a wit, bit, either before or after a float or before or after a client, a very common thing I remember hearing is people saying, I don't really think I, I can relax. And then afterwards, just watching them just melt into that chair and they're spacey going, yeah, that was... That was something. Well, you, you'd know, especially with what you do, Lance, the amount of people that come into you, they walk up your stairs, into your door, and they've got their head buried in their phone. Oh, yes. Those people have their phone in their hand probably 75% of their working day or waking day. Those are the people that talk themselves. I, I, I can't just lay there and do nothing. I mean, I've heard, literally heard people get out of the tank, answer their phone, and get back in the tank. So, the people that have a hard time or tell themselves they're going to have a hard time switching off are usually the people that are so addicted to having that mm. that serotonin. I've got to have lights. I've got to keep. So yes. they get into they get into a, oh an hour without any entertainment, an hour without any yeah. stimulation. Well, Elon Musk he he's said his opinion of who we are as a culture now. Because we're already androids. We're, we're part robot because we've got that connection to the internet and the technology there all the time now. And one of the things I used to love about floating was that bit that I airport mode. Yeah. Drop the phone down. There's no way anybody's going to contact me. Uh, there's have to be an extreme situation where you'd be like, somebody's called or come in and I've got to knock on the door and pull Lance out. Never happened. No. <laughs> I've never had to do it to anybody ever. So. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think oh, an hour. It's one hour. Mm. Like, you can watch four episodes of Orange is the New Black. Back to back to back. <laughs> but one hour of self-care or, or, or taking care of oneself because you have to physically spend time with yourself. Mm. A lot of people think they can't do it. So they're right. If you tell yourself you can't do something, can't. You're right. You're right. You can't do it. But it's the people that give it a go. They can't go. Oh yeah. I, I don't even want to turn my phone back on. Mm. That's when you know it's worked. So the amount of people I've heard come in and go, oh now. You just see that look on their face, like this is going to be a long time. The ones that surprise me the most are the ones that have already talked themselves out of it and they come out and say, oh, I can't believe how fast that went. Mm. If it goes fast, you switch off nicely. Yeah. So it's always good to see those people that think they can't switch off, switch off. Mm. Also, the funniest thing is the people that tell you that they're the most relaxed and can switch off have the hardest time switching off. So (laughs) I give up. Well, it was like it was like rolling dice for me. I never knew what my float was going to be like. Well, you always Some, sometimes I could chill right out. Other times I'd be problem solving. Other times there's, there was no chance I was going to relax, no. and I could never tell what it was going to be till I was in that tank. Well, you're always different, aren't you? Hmm? Whether it's the food you've eaten, how much caffeine you consumed, good day at work, bad day at work, home life, like so many factors affect you. Hmm? So you're going to affect you and the flow. Yeah. So well, it's very hard to get the same thing right every time you float. It is. Like what you said, you like it at night time after you've ticked all the boxes. That's right. 
And I struggle with that because sometimes I go at night time. Sometimes I go first thing in the morning. I'm like, well, before I've been affected by all my day, I'll go. After I've been affected by all my day, I'll go. Sometimes you get bothered by your to-do list for that day, but sometimes it'll be, if it's night time, you might get bothered by tomorrow's to-do list. Or what you left or, off today's to-do or list. Or what you yeah. left off. Or, goddamn, why did I say you two to Jason when he said, have a good float? He's not having a float. He's going to deal with another couple of people coming in and <laughs> annoying him asking silly questions. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the silliest thing can play on your mind in that thing, for sure. But, it's, it's, again, it comes about your ability to let those silly things go. That's it. Sometimes they come up and there's a... Or that one oh, silly thing will just hang around and, and, and be a, like, that, like a mozzie when you're trying to get to bed. That one thought, <laughs> that one thought could be that one mozzie in your bedroom. Yes. So it's just how do you deal with that mozzie? Mm. You either get up and kill it or you just let that mozzie find its own way out of the room. Yeah. And you only got two options. <laughs> uh, so you also do one other thing now. Uh, you travel around the country setting up mm. these centres for people. I do indeed, yes. I've just come back from... Wagga and Torquay this week. So, so when, when you started, there wasn't even a float tank in, in Newcastle. They were pretty much just capital cities back then. Well, there was... I went down to Bondi and had my first float. And I don't, I don't even think Sydney had more than a couple. Now they've got... Oh, 20? Mm. 20 odd centres? I mean, Newcastle's got two... Gosford's got a couple, one, I think. And then, like, oh, I just installed Tamworth, Glenness. Like, um, so far and wide, there's no sort of, has to be in a big town anymore. Because it's, the internet's made everything accessible. Definitely, yes. So <clears throat> it's, it's not, people in, in Grafton don't have to travel to Sydney to do things now. Because the internet's made other people go, that might work here. So that's good getting out of that. So if somebody listening to this is in Australia and they want to set up a, a float tank, you'd be happy to take a call from give oh, them some abs- advice? Absolutely. Answer your questions and, and, and give you the pros and cons of setting up a fire centre because it's not just open the doors and, and um, you're burning $20 bills for fun. Like no. it's... <laughs> uh, I, I, it's Many days when we first opened up down here, I'd come in and I'd set the tanks up and test the water and put a little board out and sit in my chair. Bring me sign in. Not answer the phone because it didn't ring. (laughs) No emails. No need. They didn't know who else come in. Lock the door and go home. Yeah. Yeah. It's show up the next day. I remember what it was like. You you know what it's like yourself? I'd go there and... uh, and for my my float session that I booked in, you'd be like, "What time do you want to come out?" Like, I thought I was booked in at ten to eleven. Mate, you want you, you, you want to stay there all day? You can stay there all day. But okay, now, now, now we don't have that luxury, so <laughs> I bet not. But it's 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 it's. I think people just think any business, whether it's a fish and chip shop, uh, a dress shop, or a hairdresser's. I believe in this product. This is going to work. I'm going to open the doors and it's just going to be gangbusters. Mm. It's not. No. No, no, no business is, you no. know. <laughs> um, especially in a business where people don't know what you do. Yeah. Like I've had people walk in and go, mate, I've been walking past here for three years. 
what do you do? They've never looked at our website. They've never looked at our Facebook page. They've just walked past and gone, that's curious, that place, and gone about their day. And walked past it enough times where the curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm all there. And then you might see them in another 18 months. So it might take some people four years to even look at using your facility. Yeah. Which is, you know, I've never walked past a coffee shop and gone, I might get a cup of coffee one day. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the same thing. I've had people that have bought flies in that they said, this was in my letterbox. Uh, and I thought, that's interesting. I haven't dropped a flyer in a letterbox for at least three years. <laughs> and I had one a couple of weeks ago. So I know they they, they stick for a while. Uh, I had somebody bring in my first business card. Mm-hmm. And it was, all I did was Reiki. My business card said Reiki Lance. Yes. And they, they bought it in. It wasn't Brent's with Hurley. Yeah. No, they bought it in a couple of months ago. And I was like, this is, uh, they've obviously been stewing on this idea for yeah. uh, for quite a while. Oh, mate, so last time people, I was in, you still got that room with two tanks in it? <laughs> like they come in and, and like, because people come in just to have a look. Hmm. So I'll show them. And they go, yeah, yeah, I got another thing. And they go, in. so I know what you mean. Like, we haven't had that room for three years. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time, when I was in here last, mate, you know, it was, well, no, things have changed. So people take a long time to warm something that's completely different. Like, Reiki's a different. Well, when you started doing it, I didn't even know what it was. No. Yeah, you used to call it voodoo. Voodoo. Uh, and you, you weren't even interested in checking it out until uh, you'd, you'd busted your ankle up. At... No, I broke, broke my hand. Hand, that's what it was. And you'd done the woo on me. Yes. It worked. <laughs> and then you done me a full session. Yes. The full thing, and I felt like they, I mean, you done that? Yeah. That nine volt charge thing. That was weird, man. <laughs> uh, so if somebody listens to this, is inspired to try to float, whether they're in Newcastle or on the other side of the world, what would you recommend for them, for, for their headspace walking in, what to try out when they're in there, what to, to expect? Listen, everyone's different. But there's certain things you can't fuck with. Don't don't go in thinking the whole world's going to change after the first one hour. Because you could well change. Could very well change. But it may not. Yes. And then you're going to think, oh, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> so go in like I did, open-minded, and not know what to expect. For sure, don't go in when you've got a bunch of things on, be it personally or work. Um, the little things like drinking a lot heaps of coffee before you go in bad idea eat before you go in you know, your belly rumbling it's not a good idea when you're trying to relax and switch off but just approach it like you would approach anything you haven't done before just open minded and don't try and control it the more you let go the more you let go so the more you can just chill out the more chilled out you'll be so when you're laying there, you're going, okay, I should be relaxed by now. I'm not relaxing. Why aren't I relaxing? Because you're telling yourself to relax. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, I should be getting fitter. Well, you're not doing anything to get fitter. Mm. So you're not getting any fitter. You're not doing anything to relax, except telling yourself to relax. And that's how you make yourself more anxious. Mm. So just literally follow the person's instruction that shows you how to use the tank and breathe. I don't get the water in your eyes. <laughs> for sure don't do that. But just literally do it on a day where you don't have a lot on for your first one and just let go. Just breathe. 
That's all you can do. Because you can't control it. Yeah. If they've got a favourite album they want to listen to or a hypnosis track they've got, generally people can just bring them in too, right? Or not? Not most, am I? Not now? No. It's, it's, <laughs> the game's changed business-wise and I found it was very problem, problematic letting people flow to what they want to flow to. Yeah. Either A, it didn't work for them. Yep. Or you can't get them out. Because <laughs> yes. most albums kind of only go for 40 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes so they got another 15 minutes of silence and then it doesn't come back on to let them go so I'm busy doing stuff their album's finished their session's finished I'm still doing stuff going room one that guy's still in there yeah. oh shit he should have been out 10, 10 minutes ago oh, it's not the music didn't come back on there was no music to come back on so it was practically speaking as a business owner it's not best practice from a float perspective, it's not a bad idea. If you can talk to the dude behind the counter. And on your first float, I wouldn't recommend it. No. I would wait till you till you have floating experience to try and do it on your own. But if the person behind the counter is a nice person, they might be able to help you out. Ben said the first playlist I made up, hand you my phone to plug into it. I really did not like it. And I'm like, I'm... I can't tell him to turn it off. Yeah, that's right. Once you're in there, I'm out there. And I've done it myself. Thought, this will work floating. And it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, you've got to have a certain... I've listened to some music and it's just too, too booming. Yeah. I don't, I don't know whether that's going to come across right, but booming music doesn't work. Really fast-paced music doesn't work. Nope. Even if it's the your favourite album in the whole world, if it's too loud or too, too distorted... And because you've you got to appreciate too, you're listening to music underwater. Yes. So you're not getting that crystal clear Beats by Dre sort of sound. you kind of got to... It sounds different. It does sound... It sounds amazingly different. So you kind of got to be prepared for that too. Like it's not the listening experience, it's more the emotional experience, mm. if that makes sense. Definitely. So you're not hearing it. You're not hearing every note sharp. That's more the emotional feel, is what I would best put it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, if somebody's local and they want to book in mm-hmm. for a float, yep, or they want to chat to you about setting up a centre somewhere, or just have some questions about yeah, that just floating, how can they reach out? All right. So, our float centre is Newcastle Float Centre. So, newcastlefloatcentre.com.au, um, Facebook, Instagram, all the regular social medias if you're looking at starting a float center and you're anywhere in the country other than western australia um float industries australia float australia.com i think it is facebook and instagram definitely just give us a buzz and ring newcastle float center we'll put you in touch with the right person whether it's your own float or your own float center we'll help you out fantastic Thanks for coming along. My pleasure, sir. Long time coming. Great chat. Absolutely. (laughs) I've had a blast. I have. I haven't bored you. (laughs) No, not at all. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in on the conversation with Jason and myself. I certainly had a real blast with this chat. Uh, He's a top guy. Float tanks are amazing. I really do encourage you, if you enjoyed this conversation, to... Find your local float center, book in, and have a float. 
and experience it for yourself. There's nothing quite like the real experience. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and perhaps learned something new. If you did, I'd love for you to subscribe or drop a review on whatever favorite podcast you have. Or if you've been enjoying the video versions on YouTube or Facebook, do it there. If something really did click home for you with this episode, perhaps it could benefit one of your friends or family. If so, it'd really help if you shared this on your social medias. Until next time, you've been listening to Akasha Talks with Lance Baker.